Blog Talk Radio. Well, good afternoon and welcome on this beautiful Thursday afternoon. It's actually really nice here in, in the sunny panhandle. We uh, have had our uh, had our thunderstorms for today and the sun's back out and it's looking pretty nice. So I hope everyone's having a wonderful day. Um, I know I am. I have a, a really great guest that I've been really excited to get on my show. Um, her name is Christine Kennedy. The title of today's show is Live Your Best Life. And she's going to present a workshop type uh approach to the show today and I'm really excited to have her on. She is really passionate about what she does. Um you can definitely go back and read her um bio on the show page, but I will read um the first part of it just so you can get to know her before I introduce her on the show. Uh, Christine Kennedy is a leadership and life coach and the executive vice president of the Lynchburg Regional Chamber of Commerce. In this role, she helps individuals and businesses succeed through self-discovery and thought-provoking questions, and also providing piercing clarity on issues that oftentimes the individual can't see. And this this type of interview is really, I would have to say, right up my alley because I absolutely love uh, self-discovery, thought-provoking questions. So I know I'm going to get just as much out of today's interview as you as a listener are. So um, let me go ahead and, and, and say hello and introduce Christine Kennedy. Hi, Christine. Hello. Thank Good to you be with so, you today, Beth. Absolutely. It is my privilege and my pleasure. Thank you so much uh, for coming on this show. If um, Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I know I've missed something. There's so much in your bio that I couldn't possibly read it on the air, but, but you know, some of the highlights of, of what you do and, and what you're here to present. Well, sure. Um, I have been working in the chamber profession for 10 years, and the primary role um, is running a, a community leadership program called Leadership Lynchburg, and there are communities all over the United States and even globally. Um, so if you're not familiar with your local leadership program, I'm sure you could Google your community name and then the word leadership and find one out. But basically in that role, I work with individuals um, over a nine-month period from all walks of life, from all different companies and nonprofits, and we bring them together for nine months. And we work on themselves, we work on team issues, and we work on um, how to lead in your community. In other words, how to really have influence in every aspect of your life. And prior to that, I was in banking for a little over six years. I was a business banker, um, so I had a sales role and um, learned pretty quickly that I love working with people. I'm definitely not the cubicle, don't talk to me kind of person. I need the interaction. Um, I'm I can a wife. definitely tell you about, I can definitely tell that about you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm a wife of to my wonderful husband, Jason. We've been married. It'll be 15 years in December. Um, I'm an aunt, a daughter, a church leader, um, a friend, and um, I have benefited, and I'll talk a little bit about this, but I have benefited from some really great people who have mentored me. And today, um, when, when you and I talked, I thought, you know, really today is about helping people um, figure out what their best life is for them. And, you know, for me, it's been learning from my mistakes and really uh, having some great people around you that help you and lift you up um, as you are on the journey. Mm -hmm. 
That, that's that's really terrific. Um, um, to have people around you, I think. I mean, who you surround yourself with is who you are, I believe. And uh, to surround to to surround yourself like you you have, and and continue to do so with with people um, who lift you to lift you up. Um, it, it's truly a blessing and a, and, a, and a treasure to 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 have. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know you have to you have to be strategic about that because you know mm-hmm. some people you know I, I meet lots of people that have had a pretty um, some some traumatic um, events in their life and not of their own choosing obviously and they've been around people that maybe they didn't have a choice to be around and so how do you balance that? Um, some of those those times or experiences where you're around people that you you know if you had chosen you wouldn't have had to to have that trauma with then the choices you do have of who you spend your time with and um, you know I'm one that I am I'm limiting my time around toxic people and mm-hmm. you know you can tell pretty quick um, when you meet someone if they're going to be negative are they complaining are they talking is the majority of the conversation about other people. Um, one of my young professional friends has a has a um, framed art in his office, and I have it on my on my one of my quotes now on my email, which is the Eleanor Roosevelt quote that says, "Great minds discuss ideas, average minds discuss events, and small minds discuss people." And, you know, think about what's dominating your conversation. And you can't live your best life if it's consumed with, um, you know, negativity and and talking about others. You know, your mm-hmm. goal is to be the best you can be and without harming others. And um, that's been my quest. Uh, absolutely. So it's been you know pointing out these people or or making people think about the people in their lives who might um not be the best for for their goals and what goals they're trying to reach um I, you know i can think of a you know maybe a half dozen people that i've had in my life and and they're they're just so negative they walk in the door and and it's like you know they carry their weight of their whole day with them and all the bad things and yeah. uh and it, it's it is really telling. The, the, the energy almost zap, it almost zaps your own energy. You just feel um, sort of bogged down by it. And like when I talk to you, I feel uplifted, and I feel like that I can you know uh, do some of the the work that I need to do or the research I'm working on. It, it seems more you know fluid for me to do it. And um, but when I'm around you know some of the thankfully there are very few, <laughs> but some of those people you sort of have this this dark feeling, this very dragged down feeling to it. Yeah, yeah. It's so true, Beth. And, and you know, recognizing the shadow you cast is so important. And, you know, a lot of what I do is helping people um, create the shadow that they want to have or the influence that they want to have in others' lives. And um, I think that's what true success is, is realizing what – you know what influence you want to have, and what impact you want to leave on, uh, you know, in the earth, on the world, on the on the planet. Mm-hmm. I um, I believe what was it I heard about leadership? It's about 
wanting others to follow you. Um, it's not about you saying, hey, I'm your leader, come follow me. <laughs> People just automatically follow you if you're a leader. They they see they see something in you that's, that they don't really see in others. And uh and uh, that that's a really true gift in my opinion is um you know, is um is to have someone say, I look up to you and I want to to you know, to be like you or, you know, to have success like you. Yeah, and you know, some of some of the folks that I would consider to be leaders in my life never had the position of leadership. Mhm. And their mothers, their mentors, their grandmothers, um they they have families and yet they take the time to sow into me and into others and they've never held a corporate CEO position or a managerial position. It's just something that they do by their very nature, and that's the influence factor. Mhm. Mhm. I, I um I don't know if you su- subscribe to Success Magazine, but it's definitely my favorite magazine. Um, and it has all kinds of great articles from people like um, Dennis Waitley or Watley, I think is his name, and um. Uh, just, I mean, I, I couldn't even begin to, you know, to list all the wonderful leaders that are true leaders. Uh, Jack Canfield's one in this magazine, and it is the most uplifting magazine that I've ever read. Yeah, it's definitely a positive one. Yeah, and I, um, every once in a while, I try to, you know, point out to my listeners, you know, I, I give them a free plug because I think that people could get so much out of that magazine. Um because I mean, it even comes with a CD every month. You can listen to to people who are just extremely positive. I mean, I don't know how they <laughs> how they do it, but they do it, and it's 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 just it's just fabulous. And, yeah, uh, absolutely. So, so I guess you're a, you're a subscriber, a reader yourself. <laughs> I I do enjoy that publication. Yeah, it's I think it's one of the the better ones out there and and they keep getting bigger and better in my opinion um with the people they have on the cover or with the articles and everything. So, I think surrounding yourself with things that are really positive that maybe aren't necessarily people, especially if you're in the position where you are surrounded by some negative some negative people with negative influences. If you if you have really great books or you know or TV shows that are uplifting or something like that, you can sort of counterbalance that that effect. I don't know what your opinion is on that, but that's sort of been my experience. Absolutely, and you know, with technology and social media, what it is. I mean, even if you never pick up another printed publication, you have opportunities to follow people on Twitter that are positive. To to True. to. You know, to be a part of blogs that are motivating and, um, you know, to to surround yourself with positivity. I have like three or four movies that when I need a good shot of positive energy, you know, the movie goes in the DVD player and, you know, you get a perspective again that you need. And, you know, if you can recognize when you are um, slipping, if you will, or, you know, if you can take a daily log of what percentage of my thoughts are helpful for me versus which ones are not going to be helpful for me. If you start noticing that the the one side, the negative side, is starting to weigh more than the other side of the scale, it's time to to regroup. It's time to pull out one of those positive DVDs. It's time to, to read a devotional that is motivating or to, you know, go back to some of your blogs that are more positive and just really focus on that. 
Yeah, my um, the current blog I have up was taken um, from it's on adversity, and it was taken from from Jim Rohn, which I know obviously you, know, you probably know who he is. Uh-huh. Um, uh, he passed away, I believe, about a year and a half ago. But he was an absolutely amazing mentor to so many millions of people through his um, DVDs, uh, CDs, uh, printed work, uh, online work. And I took I took some of it. His um, he, he they they still send out um, information and and lots of things that he has written through um, his website, and I get it through email. So I took a couple of paragraphs from what he had written, and then added my own stuff because I thought it was written so so uh, perfectly. And at the at the bottom, I have a link to the article that I got it from. But um, but I think um, you know adversity is one of the um, it's about growing and how adversity is a really good thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. It shows your true character. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's easy to be positive and and uplifting when things are going well. It's what you do. It's the character building that happens when adversity occurs. Yes, that's that's absolutely true. And uh, I I, I believe also um, that um, adversity, it's – makes you a stronger person and because if it, the very beginning it, it talks about Longfellow, Walt Disney, Michelangelo, a handful of others who had failed. And it's like if you never fail, then you're not moving really forward. I actually read this quote this week. It says, if, if there's no opportunity to fail, then it doesn't count. If you're if you're out there and you're trying to do something and you can you could fall flat on your face and that's when you know you're doing the right thing. But if you can't fail at it, then you're not doing you're not it doesn't really count. I thought it was a really great quote. There's a great there's a great um book and they actually have it on audio as well by John Ortberg and it's basically if you want to walk on water you have to get out of the boat. Uh huh. And, you know, everything in you doesn't want to get out of the boat because life would tell you you will drown. But you can walk on water, and the book is all about how to how to do that and how to use your faith and, and trust um, to do things when it seems hard or impossible. So what would your definition of success be? Um, well, I'll tell you, um, I think for me, um, my definition of success, and I'll tell you how I came up with it, too, um, You know, success used to be, for me, um, always wanting something more. How can I get to the next level? And if you are a results-oriented person and that's part of your personality, um, you know, that's kind of how you're wired. Um, And about five or six years ago, I heard a quote on the radio, which was um, the definition of tragedy. And the the author said the definition of tragedy was being successful at the things in life that don't matter. Mm. And then he said, so what really matters to you? And the second question was, are you aiming for success in those areas or are you aiming for success in, in everywhere else? And that really struck me. And so I began to look at what really mattered to me. And what mattered to me was, um, was I a good wife? Um, was I a good aunt to my nieces and nephews? Was I a good friend? Um, was I a good boss? 
Um, and about that same time, I had the wonderful opportunity to go through a, a pretty intense leadership development program in North Carolina called the Leadership Trust. And as part of that program, um, you get the opportunity to get some feedback from your peers and people you work with and your family. And, you know, they give you the, the my, my peers and, and those that filled out the survey for me, they gave me some really good feedback, and yet they gave me some not-so-good feedback. In other words, I had some opportunities to improve my influence and to become the successful person I really longed to be. And so my new definition of success and what I aim for now is um, really to a personal sense of satisfaction about who I am, how I show up, and what I contribute to others every day. And, you know, I start off the day by saying, God, give me what I need to be your vessel today. And I end the day with saying, forgive me where I've messed up, show me where I messed up, and then help me to get it right tomorrow. <laughs> you know, because self-awareness is key, and I think that's part part of being your best self and living your best life is, um, you know, do you know your impact on others, um, and is it positive, and where is it negative, and how can you improve that? And so my journey really started about five or six years ago when I realized I had some work to do, hmm. real work to do. And um, I'm grateful for those friends and mentors in my life that um, really um, – helped me hold the mirror up. And when I was messing up, I I gave them permission to call me out. You know, um, Mm -hmm. that's important, to give those around you permission to help you improve. And when you're a strong personality or when you are shut off and maybe distant and you don't give people opportunities to be on the journey with you, um, you'll stay where you are. You'll stay stuck. And life is too short and too wonderful to stay stuck and bound where you are. Wow, that's a really that's a really good um approach and a really good way of thinking. Um life is really, really short and we only you know, we only get a few years, a few days, whatever whatever we get, we get. And I I hope, you know, to live to be to be really old and I'd like to look back on my life and know that I did you know, that I wasn't scared to do the things. And if I was scared, I went ahead and did them anyways. Um, things like that are really important important to me. So um, so how would you define your, your best life? Um, and how is that different than success? Um, well, you know, success, I think, you know, if you look it up on Webster or in Merriam's Dictionary or Wikipedia, it's going to give you words like achievement and fame and money and it's based on a result or an outcome. So success sometimes I think is it's assumed that it's outward, right? Mm-hmm. It's about something you do. It's about performance. Um, but your best life I think is internal, mm-hmm. right? It's based on who you are and, and the life you create for yourself. It's not based on circumstances. And so, you know, I always ask, you know, imagine that you wake up and the moment you open your eyes, you say to yourself, I am living my best right now. Okay, so just imagine if you're if you're listening right now, um, just close your eyes and, and say to yourself, I'm living my best life right now. What would that look like? What would that look like? And then 
you know, and this takes some time, so I'm not saying create your little master list right when we're on the phone, but you may want to jot that question down. And then, then you start with the questions. What have you done in your life that would allow you to say that? And then what would you have to change for that to be true? And that's kind of what I went through. I had um, a mentor that kind of walked me through that. Well, what, what would it be for you to live your best life right now? And I started to put some words to that. And um, for me, you know, it led to um, creating a life vision statement, and it led to creating a credo or a motto for what I wanted to do with my life. And so I'll share those with you, and then I'll share with you what best life is to me. My life vision statement um, became living a life that models Christ, inspires others, and leaves a legacy. And my, my ultimate passion is speaking to inspire. So that's kind of my litmus test. Is what I'm getting ready to say going to inspire? Mm-hmm. And if it isn't, either to myself or to others, then I shouldn't say it. And so my best life, and, you know, best life is different for everybody, but my best life um, is really knowing and living my God-given purpose and being able to enjoy the journey. And, again, I said earlier I'm a very results-driven person, so I, I knock something out of the ballpark and I'm moving on to the next thing. I don't celebrate. And I'm learning to slow down and go, wow, you know, I just had a really incredible experience. I mean, you know, the other day when you and I first chatted on the phone, I'm like, I just met someone who lives in Florida who's doing some pretty amazing things. That was a pretty awesome experience. Oh, Whereas well, thank before, you. I would have moved right on to the next phone call and the next assignment at work. But I took some time to really be grateful for the fact that something like Twitter could connect you and me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? I know it's, so, it's truly amazing. And I felt the same way when I spoke with you. It I is. Thought, yeah, I thought, you know, I thought, gosh, someone that, that lives somewhere near where I used to live when I was growing up and um, and just, um, just to, you know, that we could connect. I mean, you know, t- even five, ten years ago, we never would have connected. And um, it's a it's a real blessing that we can. Yeah, and so, you know, for me, it's really about the journey and taking time to just be in the moment and to have some some pretty amazing friends. You know, I have a, a former coworker. Her name's Cheryl. Um, that really taught me that she's been through some tough stuff in her life. And as she was in the office next to mine, I kind of walked on her journey with her and learned from her. And she's now living her dream and living her best life and blogging and writing, which is her dream, and, you know, making mistakes and yet being vulnerable enough to allow people in to help. And, you know, that's what it's about. It's it's about the relationships. It's about the journey and um, asking the right questions of yourself and of others. Hmm. So what about obstacles? Um I don't know. I think we talked a little bit about these before, but how how can they throw you off? And what can you do if you are thrown off your your path to your best life? How can you get back on it and as quickly as possible, even? Um. Well, I think when one suffers pain, um, you know, an obstacle, you know, is an interesting word. Um, you know, an obstacle might not be a big deal. It could be you didn't get the job you wanted. It could be, um, you know, 
something that minute, or it could be someone who just got a cancer diagnosis, which would be pretty traumatic. Um, you know, you have to deal with, you have to process it. And, you know, as humans, we want to get through something quickly. <laughs> you know, I want to minimize the pain, right? Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, coming, my background, I grew up um, in a single-parent household. My mother did everything she could um, to, to mitigate the trauma of divorce and an alcoholic, drug addict father. Um, and I used that obstacle for, I'd say, over half of my life as an excuse for why I couldn't do something or why I was held back or um, why, you know, just whatever, Right. Mm-hmm. why I was the way I was. And one day, um, a mentor of mine, Laura, said to me, how long are you going to use that excuse to allow you to be held back? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow. And that was the first time someone really gave me a choice, right? Exactly. So, um, you know, I think the obstacle is an opportunity to look at why is it there and what do you do about it? And, we, you know, we talked earlier about character building um, that's when you know what you're made of. And I had, as soon as that question came out of her mouth, I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to use that excuse anymore. Yeah, did, did we have to, you know, take out a loan and, and, you know, I had to pay myself through college and did I not have a car, uh, you know, until I bought it myself and did I not live in a nice house growing up? Absolutely. But was I, as an adult, able to put myself through school? Was I able to be financially responsible the answer to that was absolutely. So what did that what did that obstacle uh enable me to do? It enabled me to figure out who I was. Mm-hmm. And I'm a I'm a strong, determined um uh woman. And um that wouldn't have come if everything had been handed to me. So I think yeah, we want to get through something quickly, but sometimes the journey is long and tough. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've got friends and family that are dealing with more than I could ever imagine. You know, my um, my husband's sister died at age 35 of a terminal illness and left behind a 10-year-old child. And I can't imagine the pain that my mother-in-law feels every day. I can't imagine the pain that my now 17-year-old nephew feels of losing a mother or how my husband feels of losing a sister. But I can see that through that their strength um, is pretty incredible. And so I would say, you know, what do you do with an obstacle? Um, You look within and say, what does this do for me? How does this define me? And what what impact is it having? I mean, there are times when you absolutely have to grieve. You have to go through a process of dealing with some tough stuff. Um, but then what 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 do you have in you to get you through it? Absolutely. It's um, a lot about a lot like adversity and an obstacle. An obstacle's just a thing. Adversity's more of a concept or a theory. But uh they're they're essentially interchangeable, I would think. Yeah. Um and uh that's I know I know so many people who've had just horrible things that happen in their lives, and uh, they continue to uh, to to inspire others by by their own actions of just getting up and keeping on going. So, um, in the last um, five or so minutes that we have here, why don't you um, uh, you know 
uh, sort of finish any points that you didn't get to finish before and sort of run us through one of your, your, your coaching sessions or some things that you would like for us to take away uh, sure. from, from, this, from this sort of uh, on-air coaching workshop? Be glad to. Uh, you know, first of all, I would say um, it's allow yourself some space and some time on a pretty regular basis to do some reflection and some journaling and to ask some questions. So I'm going to give you some questions um, that hopefully you'll use um, in that time, and I would be happy, you know, if anybody wants to connect with me, I think my contact information is on the web, but be glad to help you on your journey. So, you know, on your quest to your best life, um, you know, I would say describe words, uh, you know, use words to describe what is living your best. What would that look like? Um, and then what do you need to start doing to, to begin to have that life? Um, what do you need to stop doing to have that life? What do you need to do perhaps more of? You know, maybe you're do, you, know, you have glimpses of your best life, but if you did this more, if you did this one or two things more, um, it, would, it would bring you closer to living that more fully. And then what might, maybe do you need to do less of? Um, I would say, you know, no matter what your how you define your best life, there's a couple things I think you need. I think you need to know who you are. So go through some self-awareness. Ask people that know you really well. Um, you know, what are my what are my strong points? What are my weak points? What should I work on? I think you also need to have an emphasis on holistic health, emotional, spiritual, physical, mental, recreational. So how are you doing in each one of those areas? And then if you're if you rate yourself on a scale of one to ten, with ten being great one being not so good. Anything you scored under eight, I would say, is a chance to work. And, um, that is, and those things are, what is it, did you call emotional, it? Emotional, spiritual, physical, mental, and recreational. So recreational is like, what do you do for fun? Yeah, what did, what did you call it as a group? The, your, em- um, emphasis on health. Oh, okay, I your think you need to health. have an emphasis on health, and health is holistic, right? It's not just your physical health. Um, and then three, I think you need to take action. You know, once you identify where you need to improve, then you need to to create a plan and to go after it. And that's where I think coaching comes in, and that's where mentors come in. So the fourth thing, you know, third is action. Fourth is a healthy support system. You know, for me, it's God, church, family, friends, and mentors, and my coach. You know, when I say I'm going to do something, when it goes on a sheet of paper then I send it to several people who will hold me accountable on a regular basis for achieving my goals. And then, um, you know, evaluate. Evaluate where you are on a regular basis, six months, a year from now, and then celebrate. Celebrate what you've done. And do that often. And reward yourself in healthy ways. You know, if you're working on a diet, your reward wouldn't be, I'm going to eat a 4,000-calorie Sunday. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I lose 10 pounds, right? Figure out a reward that's healthy, that supports your goals. So I'll just repeat those again. Know who you are. Know your strengths and weaknesses. Number two, emphasize uh, the, the emphasis on holistic health. Three, take action. Four, have a healthy support system. Five, evaluate where you are. And six, celebrate. And I uh, think that's that is- the key to living a successful and living your best life. That's great. That's tremendous advice. I was taking notes the whole time. That's why I was asking you questions. <laughs> so as I was taking notes, I was not—I was forgetting what you were saying. 
Yeah, well, right. I hope I, I slowed down enough for you to, to get them no, down. No, you did. You absolutely did, especially going over them at the end, because um, this is really great advice um, that I, uh, I, I really treasure and try to apply in my life, and I wanted to jot down everything. Of course, and everybody listening out there, you can, if you joined us late or you're just now joining us, um, you can listen to the playback as many times as you want, so you can listen to Christine's uh, great advice on that. So is there anything you'd like to end with, Christine, um, as we sort of wrap up the show here? Um, I, my show's called The Success Design for a reason. I believe that we all design our lives very differently to achieve the success that we want. And my success and your success and, and our journeys are not going to look the same. So I try to bring people on the show whose, whose success is very different from mine and and also um you know to find out what I can learn from their paths because it's sort of like we I guess we're all climbing up the mountain we're just on different sides of it absolutely um, absolutely well i have numerous things on my wall right next to my desk that kind of keep me inspired um so i'll just leave you with one um it's a quote by Joyce Meyer and she says wisdom is doing today that which will pay off later mhm and so if you're on the journey for living your best life and for achieving success, then make decisions today that will get you there. And, you know, success doesn't happen overnight. And so make wise choices and surround yourself with inspiring, motivating, uplifting people and resources. That's that's a very good way to um, to end today's call is to surround yourself with those people. Um I think I think you really you really hit it with with that. You hit the nail on the head with that because um you know, being around somewhat negative people makes you negative. It's it's just um it's just a fact. We sort of assimilate to people that we're around all the time. Um. And so so yeah, I, I thank you for that. I I thank you for sharing that and I thank you for your time today. I really and truly appreciate it. It's been a really great phone call and and really great phone call um last week and then a really great show today um based on that uh based on that phone call. So um I really appreciate you and taking the time out of your day to uh to come on my show and uh my numbers keep growing so you're you're reaching a lot of people. Well, I appreciate the opportunity, and I look forward to uh, crossing paths with you again. Absolutely, I have a feeling we will. <laughs> so we tend to we t- people tend to travel in the same circles, no matter how far away they are. If you have a if you have certain interests at heart these days, it seems like you do run into the same people, which is just tremendous. Yep, sure is. Well, best of luck to you, Beth, on your journey, and um, oh, we'll talk and- to you again soon. Absolutely, and, and, and absolutely best of luck to you, and and again, thank you. So I will just wrap it up here. Um, again, this is The Success Design. My name is Beth Schenkel-Anderson. I'm the host. Um, please visit my website at www.bethandersonproductions.com and visit my blog, and you can you can read all about what I've been talking about, about, about adversity. It's, it's www.bethandersonproductions.com forward slash blog and you can also get to it from my website so with that uh, i'm going to wish everyone a happy thursday and just say this is beth shankle anderson with the success design signing off thank you